You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. author of the book of Philippians is Paul. When Paul wrote the book, he was in jail, locked up, incarcerated. But he did not allow what he was going through to stop him from doing God's will. And we have to have that same mentality. You can't allow your trouble. You can't allow something you wish didn't happen to stop you from walking in the will of God. You got to do his will despite what you go through. And in order to do that, it takes maturity. It takes going through a battle, but yet thinking, talking, and doing according to what is written and revealed. When you consider the passage The implication in one sense is that Paul knew he was not perfect, was not flawless, had not yet obtained all that was essential and things that he desired. He knew God wanted him to fulfill certain things. And, and of course, there were personal things that, that he desired. And there's nothing wrong with, with, with having personal desires as long as you stay in the will of God. Now, the fact the scripture tells us that if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And so he, he was determined that despite not being perfect, that he was going to move in a certain direction. That was his determination. He, he was determined to apprehend or to seize what God had ordained for him to grasp and also his desires. To apprehend something, the root meaning of it is to take hold of. Imagine him knowing that he hadn't gotten what he wanted, but he just had that mind said, I'm going to get that. 
I hadn't got it yet, but I'm going to get it. And that's some of us. Woo, I said that's some of us. I thought I, I, thought I would have got uh, at least two, three more amens. I said that's some of us. Ooh, good God. Say to somebody, if it be true, I'm a blessed person. But there are still some things I'm looking for God to do. There are still some things I want to put my hand on. Woo, I said there are still some things I want to put my hand on. Still got my eye on some things. And sometimes the enemy wants you to quit. Wants you to lose your hunger for what you want to put your hand on. But some of us, we, we, we don't got in the thick of it and we can't lose our hunger. It's in us. And we know God promised in Matthew 5 and 6 if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, he'll fill us. He'll satisfy us. He'll give us exactly what we want to get put our hand on. He done done it before. Yeah, you, 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 you knew that you wanted a particular thing. And you, you, you tried to look at something else. But the more you try to look at something else, you, your mind just kept coming back to that one thing. The thing that you tried to look at it, you could get it on your own. You, you didn't, you could just, you had what you needed to get it. But the thing that you really had your eyes on, you know, you didn't have the capacity by yourself to get it. And, and, and God would not allow that thing to leave your mind. And so you just kept hungering and thirsting for God to give you your desire. You kept hungering and thirsting for God to, to manifest his promise. You kept hungering and thirsting for God to do for you what you could not do on your own. It could have been a car. It could have been a healing. It could have been something else. Or it might be something else. you kept hungering and some of us right now you're hungering for something right now that you can't let go and again if you hunger and thirst after righteousness you're going to be filled look at somebody and tell it's coming just don't lose your thirst just don't lose your hunger. Look at another person and say, it may not look like it's coming. But as long as you got your thirst. As long as you got your hunger. It does not matter what it looks like. Your heart's desire is not based upon what you can see. It's based upon what you're thirsting for. Now, now what I love about Paul in reference to the text is that he knew 
what he needed to do in order to apprehend what he needed and desired to grasp. He knew it. He had a knowing in him. It's important to have a knowing. Yeah. When, when, when you have a knowing, you, you're going to do some great things. Daniel said, and those who know their God, they're going to be strong. And they're going to carry out exploits. Great things are going to happen to them because of the relationship they have with their God. Those who know. And you got to know God not just when everything is wonderful. You got to know him in the midst of your trouble. You got to know him when, when you are in, get this, a defeated state. When it looks like you're not going to win. When it looked like that sickness has the upper hand, you got to know your God. Job was in a defeated state. Notice I didn't say he was defeated. He was in a defeated state. But in the midst of going through all that he was going through, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. I know this thing going to change. I know a turnaround going to come sooner or later. It ain't going to be on my timetable. But I know something going to happen sooner or later. Paul said, the things that were written before time were written for our learning. Why? So we can have an expectation. So we can have a hunger that what God did for somebody in scripture, he'll do likewise for us. Don't act like you ain't never had the same thing that happened to a certain person in scripture happen to you. The same way he healed a woman that with an issue of blood or flow of blood, he done healed many women in here. The same way he blessed a person that didn't have much of anything. You used to be as low as low could get, but God calls a blessing to come your way that not only blowed your mind, it blowed everybody's mind that knew you that knew your struggle that knew what you were going through and to this day you still testify about it and even though you're not in some of their presence they testify about how God bless you you better tell somebody can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus you gotta have a knowing in your spirit Going through it in your body, but you know God is a healer. Going through it in your money, but you know you've been giving God his tithes and offerings, and it's just a matter of time before he opened up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing you don't have. Say to your neighbor, I'm getting ready for something. 
and it's not based upon what I see. It's based upon what I know. I know God getting ready to do it. I know God getting ready to show up and show out. I know God getting ready to... Whoa! I got a knowing in mind. And so he had a knowing of what he needed to do. He said, there's one thing, one thing I know it's going to take in order for me to apprehend. I have to forget the things that are behind me. I, I don't know if y'all getting the picture. This is a man that's in jail. Going through trouble. Knowing he got a future even though he locked up. Even though he is in the midst of a fiery trial. He knows he has a future. This one thing I do, I got to forget those things. And to forget based upon the text means to neglect or not allow the past to control you. Yeah, because sometimes things that, that hurt you will try to pop up and control you. They'll pop up, you'll think about all of the hurt, all of the pain, and you'll start to relive that thing from the past in the present. Woo! You can't let your past mess up your present. Can't let your past mess up your future. I said you can't let the past Mess up your present and your future. You can't allow it to happen. You can't just dismiss it in the literal sense because of the mind that God gave you. You can go back to your child. You can go back to your teenage years and, and remember things like it was yesterday. And, and this is the amazing thing. It, seemingly, you can remember the bad just as well as you can remember the good. 
but you can't let it control you. You got to talk to your past when it tries to control you. Why talk to it? Because you can kill it with what you say. How can I do that? According to Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he who uses words shall eat the fruit thereof. You're going to watch things that try to control you start to lessen little by little simply by using your tongue. He hurt you real bad then. Yeah, but I'm over it. God has blessed me with things that are much much better and have put wonderful people in my life. You may have controlled me back in 1992 but I got a new beginning. (laughs) And you're not going to control me now. Say to your neighbor, if something from the past is controlling you, that you don't want nor need to control you, you need to kiss it goodbye. See, you're no longer going to control me. I don't care if it was yesterday. If if it bothered you, something that happened yesterday, you need to Don't allow what happened to you early this morning to control you. If it's going to stop your blessing from coming. And it has to be personal to you. Notice the text. This one thing. I do. This is me. I'm doing this. I got to do it. God has given me the capacity to have the mind of Christ. I have to do it. God told me what to think on, so I have to do it. It'll be to the point to where that thing is still large, but it no longer has the same influence. A power that it once had. And you're walking in your victory. But he didn't stop there. He said, I've got to, I got to reach forward. I gotta get what God has ordained for me to have. God want me to have better. I can't stay in jail. I can't stay in this ditch.
got to reach forward. I got to do all that I need to do to come out of this situation. Say your name. I, I, I got to do all I got to do to come out of my situation. And, and, and don't get nervous because I'm not telling nobody to do nothing wrong. We Christ-minded folk. And, and, and I know if I pray, I can come out this situation. If I give, I can come out this situation. Say your name. I know what I got to do to come out this situation. If I seek God according to Proverbs 3, 5 and following, he'll tell me specifically what I need to do. I'm coming out this situation. I got to just... Get that prize. I got to get that prize. I've got to get that prize. The root meaning of prize is reward. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, The Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Most major dictionaries do not consider rewarder a word. But God in his omnipotence and omniscience wanted the church know, look, it's not just about you getting a reward. You need to know I am a Rewarder. I will bless you. I will do things for you that you don't have the capacity to do for yourself. I will heal you after the doctor has told you healing is not going to take place. I will bring you out the pole house. will turn your situation completely around. I will do for you what is hard for everybody else. But you gotta let me know you want it. And, we, and, and when you are to the point to where you're reaching for it. You're striving to get it. Or you're being diligent. You are in a position for God to reward you. Again, Hebrews 11 and 6. He is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. Paul said, I hadn't got it, but I'm reaching. I'm striving for this. I'm diligent. I'm doing what it takes I got the spirit of Caleb when it 
reaching forward. Caleb means dogged. A dogged person is determined to get what is out of his or her reach because of a particular weakness. They looked at Caleb and said, look, you're too old to build a house on top of the mountain. Why don't you just settle for a house down here on the plain? Folk will try to tell you you're too old to get certain things. I just preached not long ago what David said. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. I need to take time for somebody just to just to say to somebody, if you're young or old, get out of your head that you can't have what you desire. Doesn't matter your age, it matters your doggedness. God just didn't promise things just for the young. He promised things for his children. But get this. Paul knew that in order for him to grasp what he needed and desired he had to have a mind that was forward in reference to his belief and his determination he knew he had to have a mind that believed it could happen. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen with just my ability. But if I show God I want it, he'll help. When it gets tough, I got to keep moving forward. What's behind is no longer a part of me. I've got to move forward. Then he uses a little word. He says, I press I press. Implication is going to take something to get there. But I'm going to give it all that God has given me to get it. I may have to cry. <laughs> may fall down. But I'm going to get this. 
I'm not going to say it's going to be in 10 days. I'm not going to say it's going to be in a year. But I know. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get it. He had a forward minded mentality. He was just, I'm, I'm going to get it. You know, and, and, and you, when you make up in your mind that it's for you, you can't let anything get in your way. Because things are going to come. You hear me? Things are going to come. But the reward is worth all of the suffering, all of the pain that you have to go through. When they said, look, y'all you, you, can't get no loan to build no church. Well, we, got, we just got to keep pressing. You don't want to give it to us. And we know you got the money to give it to us. But since you don't want to lose that money, we'll just keep, keep going. But we're going to get it. You can't get that house. You ain't got. Well, that, that's the house I want. I like that bedroom. I like that closet. Well, you're just not qualified. Well, I may not be qualified on your piece of paper, but I know God told me to go look for it. So he going to work it out some kind of a way. And he done already told me, according to Romans 8 and 28, all things. And work together, get this for my good. For my good, and, and so you have to press. And again, when, when you think about pressing, the implication is you're gonna go against some obstacles, you're gonna go against some obstacles that are designed to try your faith. Oh, certain things are designed to just try your faith, like it or not. Peter got to the point to where he so understood it, to where he, he told the churches of Asia Mount, he said, hey, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to try you. Me? Yeah, you. Never get to the point to where you're you trying to figure out how come you going through it, but so-and-so ain't. Everybody can't go through what you go through. Look at yourself as special. Don't be negative about it. Look at yourself as being special. And start talking like you're special. I, 
I'll never forget when I didn't have money to get food, didn't have money to get no clothes, holes, all in my shoes, not, not having anything to wear. And, and I, got, I got to feel a negative until God told me. It's just a test. Don't fail it. Because if you do, you're not going to pass and receive what I have for you. I said a test. No food in the refrigerator. Holes in my sh A test. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. I almost lost my life. A test. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. You got to go through some things in order to get that next level blessing. You got to go through some things. To whom much is given much is also required. Go through it so, so you'll have a testimony. Because in hindsight, everything we go through is bigger than us and it's not just for you. It's for others that need to hear it or one day will need to hear it you gotta go through it right I said you gotta go through it right and so you gotta press you gotta press crying sometimes keep pressing hurting sometimes keep pressing When, when you're not able to come to church, have, have it in your mind, I got to get back to church. When you want to give a certain thing, but, but you just don't have the mind, have it in your mind, I'm going to be able to give more than what. You got to have a press in you. Let me tell y'all something. Sometimes I make in one week what it used to take me a year to make. You hear me? One week. Sometimes in, in, in a day I make what it took me four or five months to make. You hear me? A day. And I look back, I'd be like, Lord, thank you for allowing me to go through all the trouble, all the trial. And, and you know what really blesses me? I ain't big the church for not one thing. 30-something years. I hadn't begged for nothing. I said, God, if I got to live by faith, you make it happen. 
So I won't have members that say it's because of You got to be to the point to where you got to press in you to the point to where you don't allow anything that's in your way to stop you. There are people that don't have the spirit of God that press. Rank sinners, but they press. You have to be to the point to where you recognize you have somebody in you that is called greater. That's his name. and That's one of the Holy Spirit's names. Greater. Paul said, greater is he that is in you. That's in the world. Or was that John or Peter? One of them said it. But greater Is he that's in me. Then he that's in the world. You get dogged. The Holy Spirit will start encouraging you. Keep going. Ultimately what Paul. Was reaching for. He obtained. But that's not really what. I want, I want to teach about. In reference to primary. The primary thing that I want to deal with. Is what he said to. The saints. And then I'm going to be done. He told them what he was going to do. But I love it because he was not selfish. I don't like selfish folk. I mean I love everybody. I'm just talking about their, their ways. I just don't, don't, don't like that. I, I, want, I want to see folk blessed. You know, selfish folks, you, you know, you don't got your heart's desire, your, your car. You've been just waiting for for years. You pull up in it. You smile and happy, want the elders to come out and anoint you. And then here go this selfish person about 10 feet away. It's just a car. See, you just selfish. That ain't just no car. That's something that somebody desired and they gave God the praise. They gave God the glory. They put a picture of it on their wall and said, Lord, I'm pointing to what I want just to let you know this is my heart's desire. Don't be selfish. Paul wasn't selfish. But he was specific. Because he knew what he had told them he was determined to do. That not everybody had in them the same mentality. As much as I want everybody in the church to be dogged. 
spare some. You're not willing to do it. As much as Gideon wanted 30,000 plus to go to war with him. God knew. There is no way you can get the victory. And give me the glory if you take all of them. Until he narrowed it down to, to 300. Went from thousands to three. He knew everybody wasn't dogging. Told Gideon, and said, he said, look, just tell them if they're fearful and afraid that they can go on to the house and eat dinner. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. Tell them go on to the house and eat dinner. And thousands left. Thousands. Then he said, well, it's still too many. Tell them to go down to the water and just let, let me see how they drink. When they get to the creek, let me just see how they drink. Hmm. Some trying to be too pretty drinking. Tell them to go on to the house too. And again, I'm paraphrasing. And so Paul... He said, as many of you that are mature, I need you to have the same mind I have. If you're mature, I want you to believe better is here and better is coming. If you're mature, I, I want you to believe that God can give you the big thing. He limited to mature folk. As many of you that are mature, if you have this type mind, let's go at it. Let's go for it. See, in my clothes, some, some folks... Have heard enough word to be mature. They, they don't have heard enough word to be mature. But it's one thing that, that they have yet to do. Put away. Childish things. When you really become mature, you just put away childish things. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, when I was a child, I, I thought, spoke, understood, just like a child. But when I became a man, a mature, I just put away childish things. Some of us, we, we, we still... Won't get rid of those childish things. And sometimes being childish is trusting the world more than you trust God. 
Sometimes being childish is looking at what you can do more so than what God can do. Sometimes being childish is listening more to the professionals than the prophecy you received. See, see the prophecy that you receive is that which according to 2 Chronicles 20 and 20 is going to cause you to prosper. If the prophecy said you're going to be healed versus your doctor saying it's never going to work out. You have to consider what Isaiah and Paul brought up. Whose report are you going to believe? Then you have to be like Joshua and say, as for me and my house. Gonna serve God. See, some of us, the reason we have not obtained certain things, just childishness. Childishness, in one sense, is when God been telling you to step out and get your house, but you're still waiting on the market. You still wait to see what you can see. Even though God been pushing and talking to you about you still waiting on. I ain't seeing what I want to see right now. See some of y'all that were happy with me you ain't happy with me now. I'm closing this. What are you doing that can be deemed childish and therefore is hindering you from the prize. What are you doing? What are you doing? See, you can talk about being a millionaire and God making you a millionaire all day, but until you step up and start giving like a grown man, I want God not going to do it. You can talk about having a great business, but until God see you doing diligence, it's not going to happen. I better close it now because y'all, let, let's give God a praise. I'm going to stop right there.